It's our time of scripture. Let me grab my my thing. I always feel it always feels a lot of fun to like, pour water like that because like everyone's eyes are on me. So I like that. Okay, let's go to God uh, to His scripture this evening. Um, our scripture for the evening is Psalm forty-two, verse two. Um, it's here we go. Here's the NRV. It's on the screen. Um, and how about repeat it after me? I am thirsty for God. I am thirsty. I am thirsty for the living God. I am thirsty for the Where can I go? Where can I go? And meet with him. This is God's word for us this evening. So I want us um, to talk a little bit this evening about being thirsty for God. So how many of us um, how many of us have ever felt thirsty in our lives? Anybody? Anybody thirsty? Yep, yeah, we've all felt really thirsty. Um, when, you know, you've just been working out in the hot sun all day, and you're like, oh, I just need a drink of water. And you know how good cold water tastes when you've been thirsty all day? Silas, I know, yep, you know, I appreciate it. And so it just feels so good. And you know how when it's like, so, when you're so thirsty, you can like feel the water going down? Oh, that's like the best feeling in the world when you're really thirsty. So here's the question that I want us to think about tonight. Can we be thirsty for things that aren't water? Can we be thirsty for God? What do you think, Silas? What do you think, Willa? Yeah, yeah you think so? You're listening to the Bible verse, so good job. Yeah, the Bible tells it's it said it right there, right? We're thirsty for you, God. We're thirsty for the living God. So I want, before, before, while we keep telling the story, there's this story. The, the, the verse that came from us, it's in the Old Testament, right? It was from the book of Psalms. It's a book where we read, um, and there's poems and songs. They're not stories like in a lot of other parts of the Bible. They're not letters. They're poems and songs written by people who um, had something to express to God. And a lot of times we use those as prayers, and that's kind of what that verse is. But there's a story in the New Testament, a story about Jesus. And Jesus, you know, was a person just like you and I. He was also God. And he was traveling one time. And he was traveling from Jerusalem all the way up to Galilee. And that was a long drive back then, right? Because did they have cars back then? No. Did they have planes? Did they have trains? No, they didn't have any of that stuff. They had to do all of their translation by walking Or if you were a little bit more wealthy, you could take a horse or a donkey, right? But Jesus, or what? Yeah, okay. But you get tired really quickly. So you could run. But Jesus, he didn't have a lot of money like a lot of us. He He couldn't afford always the nicest things. So he and his disciples, they started walking. And they're walking all day and all day. And and finally, you know, Jesus gets tired. And Jesus just needs to take a break, right? He's going to take a break. And so he, he sits down at this well. And he's just waiting for people to come by to talk with them because he's really getting thirsty. And eventually, who comes but this woman? And he turns to the woman, he says, would you please get me a drink too? Because she's getting some for her family or for her sheep or whatever she needs. And, And this woman, she's shocked, right? She's shocked that Jesus would ask her for a drink. And you guys might be thinking, well, of course... 
this is Jesus. Of course she'd be shocked. Well, she didn't really know who Jesus was at this time. But you see, back in those days, it's, it's a sad reality that, you know, a lot of men didn't respect women like they do today. You know, they didn't think of women as all that important. Not important enough, certainly, to talk to. So most men like Jesus, especially someone who was a teacher like Jesus, he would have never talked to a woman like this. And what makes it even stranger is that Jesus was a Jewish man. He has a proud history going back to Abraham. Whereas this woman was called a Samaritan. She was a different ethnic group, and Samaritans, Jews, they did not like each other. So not only is she a woman, she's of a, a group of people that J- Jesus' friends would have hated. And most people wouldn't have even, most Jewish people like Jesus wouldn't have even stopped in this town to get a drink of water. They would have just kept moving and they would have moved on. But Jesus, because he's, he knows what he's doing, he sits down and he asks for a drink. And the Samaritan woman says, why, why are you asking me for a drink? And Jesus answers the woman, you're asking the wrong questions. If you knew who I was, you would be asking for the living water, right? And, G- and like many of us, we're, we're kind of like confused like, Jesus, what, what are you talking about? Don't you get what's going on here? And so this woman is kind of confused. What is this guy talking about? The living water? Like, what's this? This guy's like a little bit of a kook. Who knows? And she, she responds, what's the living water you're talking about? And so Jesus points to the well. And he says, the water in the well, that's good for your body. But eventually when you drink, you're going to have to drink some more water because you're going to become thirsty again. But the water, this living water I have, is good for your soul. And when you drink it, you will never be thirsty. And you see, the woman still really didn't get what Jesus was talking about. But she's she's thinking, well, I want this water. So she asked Jesus, how can I get this water? Because I'm tired of carrying all these jugs of water every day. If I never have to get water again, that would be great. And Jesus knew she was a little confused. And so Jesus asks her a different question. Or he he tells her something different. He says, how about you go to your husband? Go to the guy you're married to and come back with him and we'll talk some more. And at this, the woman felt guilty. Because the woman, you see, she... She wasn't living maybe the way that her community had told her to, you know. She, She was... She had had a bunch of relationships with a bunch of guys, many of whom didn't probably really respect her as a person. And she, you know, and that rubbed off on her, and she just felt like she wasn't really a worthwhile person, someone to be respected. And so she was having all these relationships, inappropriate relationships with all these guys, and she just felt guilty when Jesus said that. And, and she, she tells Jesus, well, I, I, I don't have a husband. And Jesus says, yeah, I know. You have, you've had multiple husbands. And the guy you're with now, he's not your husband either. And the woman was shocked that this total stranger knew all of this about her. And she says, she tells him that you're, I can tell you're someone special. In our community, we talk about that there is a Savior coming 
to, to, to set our people free and to lead our people. And we're going to worship him one day. And Jesus turns to her and said, that person that you're talking about, that's me. And all of a sudden, the woman, she understood that this was the Savior. This was the person they were waiting for. And the water Jesus was talking about, that wasn't real water. He was talking about his love. His love that he pours out for people like you would pour out water. And that the love that Jesus has for us is satisfying. And we never are thirsty for love again when we feel his love. And that's the story that I have for us today. And I want us, so I want us to take a minute to turn to your neighbor um, and think about a list of things that you could never live without. So turn to your neighbor, take a minute, and tell them a few things that you could never live without, whether that's physically or emotionally or whatever. All right, I'm going to ask you to, what are some things on your list? Anybody, shout them out. Some things on your list. Shout them out. Food. Food. Water. Shoes. Sleep. Relatives. Family. Air. Perfect. Good. That was a solid list. Did anyone say Jesus love? Anybody? No, I mean, see, this is Dave. Thank, good job, Dave. Everybody, good job. Thanks, Dave. Uh, I think you know this is one of those, you know, one of those things where you know, you know, it's kind of a little bit manipulative too. But that's something that the Bible reminds us that we cannot live without, right? We read, we read that in Psalm forty-two. We're thirsty for your, for you, God. We are thirsty for you. We cannot live without Jesus' love for us. Because when we live without Jesus' love, it's, our lives don't work as well. Things don't seem to go as right. There's we, a whole loss of meaning. We, we don't know what we're living for when we don't have Jesus' love. And we want to make sure that we live that way. And I know sometimes we don't live the way you know, we live in the right way to Jesus' love. We mess up and we have to come to forgiveness. But that's the thing. When we want to live in Jesus' love, all we have to do is invite Jesus' love into our hearts. We ask for Jesus to come into our hearts. We just say that we believe in him and we trust that he is at work in us, that his love pours over us like the water does and it drenches us with that. 
And so Jesus shares his love with us, and therefore we can share his love with other people. Let's, let's pray quick. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, thank you, Jesus, that you have given us your love, that all we have to do is ask and receive it, believe in you and receive it, and so that what we can be covered in your love and that we never get thirsty for it again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.